I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the General Hospital, no, Port Charles 411. Um, so Amanda stayed home on Sunday and we did not record the 411 because she was sick, which fair, absolutely. Hey, Monday morning, I woke up sick and we were supposed to do it Monday night. So now it's Tuesday and we both sound wonderful. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be our worst episode ever because we oh. both are dying. No, I'm barely certain this will not be our worst. <laughs> but um, yeah, apologies right now for the coughs or for, I feel like I can't understand me and sometimes my head gets clouded and I kind of just stop halfway through my sentences. It's great. Nice. But it's a 411 that is written. So I should yes, have less of yes. a chance of doing that. Right, exactly. Thank you for writing it up. So we just have to read and not think. I appreciate that this week. Yes. So today we are discussing the mob princess storyline of Christina Corinthos Davis. It's one that we've kind of referenced on and off. I, I feel like it's one of the um, worst storylines ever. I think. Oh, yeah. Fair to say. I feel like that's a general yeah. consensus. Yep. Um, it's got to be in like the top five of the worst. Yeah, it just, it really didn't fit. It felt like they were definitely trying to change Christina, mm -hmm. but go in the exact opposite direction. Yeah, it was so against the character. I don't know if they thought since they had a different actress for a while, if that would make it play out or what, but it was just so against who Christina was and mm -hmm. who Christina has become to be. It, it, it really is just the most awful. Yep. So it was in 2012. I'm using the... Uh, General Hospital fandom, after much speculation and rumors as to whether Ainsworth, Lexi, Ainsworth would return to the role, several sources reported that the show was looking to bring Christina back to Port Charles. Finally, on April 17, 2012, TV Line reported that actress Lindsay Morgan had been cast as Christina and would make her de debut 
on May 25th, 2012. Morgan explains during an interview that she was unaware what role she was auditioning for as only a vague character description was released instead of the character's name, which I heard is pretty common when they're recasting roles. They don't really give names. Right. The producers put Morgan through a chemistry test with her potential on-screen parents, Maurice and uh, Maurice Bernard and Nancy Lee Gron, which was something that hadn't been done in years. According to a post on Twitter by Morgan and Nancy Lee Gron, who plays Alexis Davis, Morgan's role as Christina is contract. Oh, so this would have been back in 2012 when they were sharing this. She was a contract cast. Mm -hmm. However, on March 26, 2013, almost a year after Morgan debuted as Christina, Lindsay announced she had been let go from the series. Morgan announced via Twitter that my time in Port Charles has come to an end. Her last appearance was on March 4th, 2023. However, during her time as Christina, Morgan was nominated for a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Younger Actress in 2013. You said 23 minutes ago. You meant 13. Yeah, yeah, 2013. <laughs> yep. just, just to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see how this reading thing goes. I just spoke so highly of. And then they have a characterization, which I like, because as we just discussed, they were changing the character. So the vague 2012 casting call described the character as soulful but fiery, which is not Lexi. No. Mm-mm. Newcomer Lindsay Morgan describes Christina as having the perfect blend of qualities from both of her parents. With the 2012 recast, Christina returns home with a vengeance after discovering the truth about her parents bribing admissions, bribing the admissions office at Yale University to get her accepted, which I kind of totally forgot because remember we talked about that with Jack and Joss? Yeah. Isn't it kind of funny that that became like a very well-known scandal since then? Like in the actual news? Real world, yeah. Yeah. Morgan admits that Christina's actions may be a bit questionable at times, but she only does certain things to get those around her to be honest with her. Even though she is basically really extorting them right now, she's almost doing it for an ethical reason. In the end, it's to expose her father and her mother and say, hello, this is wrong. Okay. Yeah. So with that. Extorting extorting people for ethical reasons. I like that. (laughs) Noah. (laughs) So with that, I think we can get started on... Christina's debut. We used uh, soapcentral.com general hospital recaps basically from May 2012 through a few more months because I forget where we ended. (laughs) All right. So on May 29th, 2012, at the lake house, Alexis was ready to organize a search party for Christina when Christina appeared on the doorstep. Relieved, Alexis raced to hug Christina, but Christina coldly told Alexis not to bother. Christina's frosty greeting startled Alexis, so Alexis demanded to know what was going on. The phone rang, so Christina invited Alexis to answer it. Alexis insisted that nothing was more important than her children, so Alexis ignored the call. Sam was also I can't read either. Sam was also concerned about what had happened to Christina at Yale. Christina explained that she had quit because she had discovered that she didn't belong there. Christina glared accusingly at Sunny as she revealed that Sunny had pulled some strings to force Yale to accept Christina. Sunny invited Christina to take a walk with him to discuss it so that Alexis, Sam, and Molly didn't have to be involved. But Christina wanted her family to know exactly what Sunny had done. Christina began to rant about all the wrongs that Sunny had ever done, so Sunny warned Christina not to drag the past into it. 
Sonny acknowledged that he had done what was necessary to get Christina into Yale, but he insisted that any parent would have done the same. Christina argued that most parents wouldn't have resorted to threats and intimidation tactics. Christina was tired of Sonny and Alexis lying to her, so she demanded to know if Alexis had known. Sonny shook his head at Alexis, willing to take the full blame, but Alexis admitted the truth. Christina wondered if sending her to Yale had been about getting Christina into Alexis' alma mater, keeping Christina away from Ethan, preventing Christina from pursuing a career in fashion with Crimson, or all of the above. I can't remember if when Lexi left, was uh-huh. she into fashion? I think so. I think there was a little bit about her like looking up to the Crimson ladies, but I don't remember them ever like making her an offer. Right, like that that was going to be her career path. Right. So then Sonny pointed out that no one had forced Christina to go to Yale. Christina complained that Sonny had strong-armed Yale into accepting her, so she hadn't gotten in on her own merit. Molly suggested that Christina was being unfair because what mattered was that Christina had been given the opportunity to attend the prestigious school. Christina explained that she had been ridiculed and ostracized by the students because her father was a mobster. Sam pointed out that Christina could have been proven wrong, could have proven everyone wrong by toughing it out. Christina appreciated that Sam didn't mind being married to the mob, but Christina had resented having been made a laughingstock. So she had been waitlisted and then they paid for her to be off the waitlist. Right. Alexis wondered where Christina had been since Christina had left Yale. Christina explained that she had ended up in a coffee bar where she met a male grad student. Christina cryptically explained that she and the grad student had been working on a family project. Molly was curious if Christina were pregnant like Sam. Alexis was shocked by the suggestion, but demanded an answer. Christina insisted that when she got pregnant, it would be on purpose. Hey. Ooh. And with someone that she loved. Well, she does love her sister and TJ. Yes. Sunny appeared confused. Is she pregnant? Sunny asked. As he carefully studied Christina's midsection while she took off her coat. Nope. Molly and Alexis clarified in unison. Christina explained that she wanted the kind of happiness that Sam and Jason had. Sam looked uncomfortable as Christina hugged her. Molly was curious what Christina's new project was, so Christina revealed that she intended to star in a reality show called The Mob Princess. And just remember, this is Molly, like, little kid, like, early tween, tween Molly. Right, right. I was going to say she was, like, 12 or something. No, no, sorry, she was 15, and that comes up later. But still, she was younger. She was... Okay. Yep. So at the lake house, Christina revealed that she intended to star in a reality show called Mob Princess. Sunny, Alexis, Sam, and Molly were stunned when Christina added that she expected her entire family to be a part of the show. Sunny and Alexis immediately objected, while Sam explained that the last thing that any of them needed was more media exposure. Christina angrily complained that Sunny's mob influence had been used to get Christina into college, which had left Christina humiliated. Christina had decided to embark on a new career since her college had been ruined for her. Sam reminded Christina that Sam had once done a reality show, which Sam had regretted. So Sam feared that Christina would end up feeling the same way. Alexis accused Christina of overreacting to what Sonny had done, while Sonny argued that he had merely called in a favor to give Christina what Christina had wanted. Sonny pointed out that Christina had made the choice to go to Yale. Christina made it clear that she would be calling the shots in her life, not her parents. Sonny was adamant that neither he nor the rest of the family would have any part of Christina's show, as if on cue, the film crew arrived and began to record. 
Christina addressed the camera as she angrily introduced her family as a non-traditional American family. Alexis threatened to file injunctions against the film crew, but Christina ignored her mother. Sunny tried to pull Christina aside, but Christina bitterly accused Sunny of almost killing her when Sunny had planted a bomb in Johnny Zakara's Johnny Zakara's car. Christina smiled smugly as Alexis gasped with shock. While Sunny glared at his daughter, Sam immediately tried to defend to defuse the tense situation by trying to pull Christina aside. But Christina turned her hostility on Sam by announcing to the cameras that Sam was married to Sonny's enforcer. Next, Christina introduced Molly, whose father was also a mob attorney like Alexis and Sonny's half-brother. Christina continued by revealing that Michael had gone to prison and then suggested that Morgan was away at school learning to become a sniper. Christina also talked about her eldest brother, Dante, the cop, who Sonny had shot. Sonny's temper exploded when Christina claimed that she had been the result of a sleazy one-night stand. Undaunted, Christina snidely wondered what Sonny intended to do about her tirade, so Sonny snatched a camera out of one of the film's crew's hands and then smashed it. So I can't remember what reality show Sam had been on. Right. I just did a quick Google search, and it was after Sam escapes during the Metro Court Hotel hostage crisis. Okay. And warns the police... And warns the police, television producer Amelia Joffe hires her as the host of a new talk show, Everyday Heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. So we're just going to leave it at that. Okay, I do remember that. Thank you for refreshing my memory. No, because I was the same. I'm like, wait, when were you in a reality show? Okay. Later, Alexis noticed that she had missed a call. Another camera captured Alexis revealing to Sam that Jason had been arrested in connection with Franco's murder. Sunny immediately tossed the film crew out of Alexis's house. Alexis made it clear that she would not permit the film crew back into her home. So Christina threatened to leave and never look back if the family didn't cooperate. Ugh. <laughs> Thank God they did not keep this. Yes, it was so bad. After Sam left, Alexa and the actress was great. I mean, she did an amazing job in the role. Yes, yes. She played it perfectly. Like, you could not like her even if you wanted to she was the brattiest brat ever yes after sam left alexis dragged sunny onto the front porch to discuss christina's ultimatum sunny refused to be a part of the reality show but alexis was willing to consider it because she didn't want to lose christina inside christina wondered if molly was mad at her but molly questioned if it really mattered to christina because it was clear that christina was caught up in her own drama christina admitted that she wanted to get back at sunny and alexis molly assured christina that she had succeeded because Alexis and Sunny were upset. Molly wondered if Christina intended to film their reality show. Christina explained that everyone at Yale thought of her as a mob princess, so she had decided to embrace it. Christina promised Molly that she would enjoy the experience. (laughs) And then the week of June 4th, at the lake house, Alexis was horrified when she woke up to discover a cameraman in her home. She tried to throw them out, but Christina reminded Alexis that she had agreed to allow the film crew to document their lives in exchange for Christina not turning her back on the family. Wow. Mm -hmm. Alexis appreciated that Christina was upset, but Alexis wondered if Christina was truly prepared to air her grievances in public. Christina and Alexis began to argue until Molly stepped in between them. Molly revealed that she had received a text from Jason asking Alexis to call him in an urgent matter. According to Molly, Jason had made several attempts to reach Alexis to no avail. Alexis decided to call Jason, so Christina ordered the crew, the camera crew, to follow Alexis. 
Christina promised that it would be good. And she was really good at doing those little, um, I guess, kind of like the breaking the fourth wall type thing where she would look straight to camera and be like, this is going to be good, guys. Like, let's go. Right. On the porch, the cameraman recorded Alexis as she called Jason. Molly hovered in the doorway, listening to Alexis, the end of Alexis's conversation. Molly realized that something was wrong. So she waited until Alexis ended the call to ask what happened. That's good, Molly. Inside, Christina snidely asked whom Jason had killed. Alexis confirmed that someone had died and then added your sister's baby. Christina's smile immediately disappeared. Alexis, Molly, and Christina sat down on the sofa as they tried to make sense of what happened. Christina noticed that the camera crew was still taping, so she demanded to know what they were doing. One of the cameramen explained that their instructions had been to film regardless of what happened. The cameraman was certain the foot footage would be a gratings grab. A ratings grabber, a gratings grabber. What? <laughs> so he was curious if Christina had a picture of Sam that they could use. Disgusted, Christina ordered the film crew to stop taping. In Sam's hospital room, Molly wished that she could do something for Sam. Sam assured her youngest sister that she loved her. After Molly left, Sam thanked Christina for stopping by. Christina insisted that she loved Sam and then offered to fetch a magazine for Sam from the gift shop while she rested. I forgot that that happened during that time. That was sad. So the week of June 11th at the lake house, Christina was annoyed with the cameraman who was following her every move. That's kind of what they're supposed to do, Christina. She wanted to know why he continued to film her when nothing was happening. He replied if they waited long enough, something would happen. Shortly thereafter, someone knocked on the door. It was Trey, the grad student slash producer of Christina's Mafia Princess reality show. Christina told Trey that she wanted out of the show. She said that she did not like the cameras on her all the time. Trey told Christina to give it a day or two and she would forget that the cameras were there. Christina said that Trey did not understand. Christina said that her sister had just lost a baby. Trey said it made good family drama. And besides, her sister was married to a mob enforcer and the mob was the focus of the show. Christina said that outing her sister's tragedy was not what she wanted. Trey reminded Christina of how pissed off she had been at her parents when she had found out that Sonny had threatened the dean to get her admitted to Yale, and Christina's mother had gone along with it. Trey pushed Christina's buttons and reminded her that she had been seeking payback on her parents who were ash ashamed of her because she was not smart enough to get into Yale without their help. Alexis was spitting fire when she arrived home and ordered the camera and crew out of her house. Christina introduced Trey, who Alexis ordered off her property. Trey gave Alexis a document signed by Christina, giving him access to the family. Alexis said that Christina did not own the property and did not have the right to grant access. Alexis said the document was not worth the paper it was printed on. Trey responded that Alexis thought Christina was too stupid to know what she was signing, and Alexis replied that she had not said that. Trey turned to Christina and asked if... She could see what Alexis was doing and if Christina was going to allow Alexis to push her around. Alexis told Christina to be smart and think about what she was doing to her family. Christina thought a moment and then turned to Trey and told him to keep the cameras rolling. Sunny reiterated to John that it had, had nothing to do with Teresa's death. Christina walked in and her camera with her camera crew and announced that Sunny's word meant nothing. John left. Sonny balked at the cameraman's presence, but Christina held her ground. Trey introduced himself to Sonny, who took Trey into the living room and threatened him. Trey remained arrogant and retaliated with a threat of his own. Christina would cut ties with Sonny altogether if Sonny didn't allow the crew to keep filming. 
Trey justified his actions by saying that Christina had been ostracized at Yale because Sonny had used the threat of violence to get her admitted. Later, Sonny made nice and played along. Trey asked on camera about Kate's mental state, and Sonny ended the interview. In the week of June 18th, Sam, Alexis, Christina, and Molly gathered at the cemetery to bury Sam's baby. Molly, Alexis, and Christina tried to give Sam support, but she was inconsolable. Christina tried to talk to Jason, tried to talk about Jason, but Sam did not want to talk, so Christina respected her wishes. Sam said she felt like she was falling apart. She told her that her family... She told her family that when she lost her first child, she never, she had never seen her daughter's face. Sam said that with her son, she could see his face and eyes and could remember everything about him. She said that she did not know how she would get through. Outside of Kelly's, Christina and Michael sat down at one of the tables to talk about the funeral for Sam's baby. Trey, who had been relaxing on a bench nearby, reading a paper, overheard Christina, so he wondered if she had had, had her camera crew with her. Michael took an instant disliking to Trey. As Christina explained that she had sent the camera crew to shoot the B-roll, she then shot. She then introduced her brother to Trey. Michael made it very clear that he was not interested in being part of the reality show. Trey insisted that Michael was perfect for Mob Princess because Michael was heir to the Mob throne and had bludgeoned Michael's stepmother to death. Wow. Christina warned Trey to back off, but Trey urged Michael to sign the release form. Michael refused. So Trey handed the form to Christina with the instructions to persuade her brother to change his mind. After Trey left, Michael accused Christina of allowing Trey to profit of the death, off the death of Sam's baby. Christina claimed that Trey was ambitious, but she insisted that the show wouldn't exploit Sam's loss. She promised him that it would be a fun, that it'd be fun to be on the show. So she urged him to sign the release form. Michael was curious how many times Christina intended to do something Stupid, crazy, and self-destructive to get back at Sunny. Okay, Michael, let's have a little discussion here. You are now <laughs> 10 years older, and you're doing the same thing. Yep. Or just did the same thing. Right. Because he's not after Sunny anymore. But yeah, that's just... And it wouldn't be too much longer after this that he would have um, filed for custody of Avery. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Christina explained that she simply wanted to expose Sunny and Alexis for being hypocrites that she believed them to be. Christina complained about Sonny's decision to pay off the school's officials to get her into Yale. Okay, did he pay them off or did he threaten violence? Which one is it? Maybe it was a combination of both. Okay, because it had humiliated her. Michael defended her brother by remind their father by reminding Christina that Sonny had wanted to give her the opportunity that Sonny had never had. Michael excused Christina of trying accused sorry Michael accused Christina of trying to push punish. <laughs> Sunny, as she argued that she was trying to take control of her life, get her side of the story out there, and perhaps create her own brand. Michael suspected that she was parroting what Trey had told her. Christina insisted that Trey was a visionary who listened to her, unlike Sunny and Alexis, who treated Christina as if she couldn't think for herself. Michael clarified that Sunny and Alexis were concerned because Christina was impulsive. Okay, that has tracked. (laughs) Yes. Christina's choices proved that they were right. Christina was frustrated because she didn't think that Michael was listening to her, unlike Trey, who cared about what she said. Michael realized that Christina liked Trey in part because Sonny didn't. Christina admitted that she was attracted to Trey, but Trey had insisted on keeping things professional between them. Christina respected Trey's decision, so she suggested that Michael could support her vision by signing the release form. Christina then changed the subject by confiding that Molly had told her about Star. And this was like right when Michael and Star were dating. Yeah, starting starting to like each other. 
Um, Michael explained that Star had been in a bad place because Star's boyfriend and daughter had been killed in a car accident. He assured his sister that Star knew that Sonny hadn't caused the accident and regretted going after their father with a gun. Christina realized that Michael liked Star. Michael insisted that he and Star were just friends. And moments later, Trey called Christina to tell her that he had found an apartment. At Star and Trey's apartment, Star was curious what Michael was doing there. Michael wondered the same thing about Star. So Star and Trey told Michael and Christina that Maxie had advertised for a roommate, but then had decided to move out. So Maxie had given the apartment to Star and Trey. Michael introduced Star to Christina and explained that he was there for his sister. Christina realized that Star was the person who had tried to kill Sonny. Star immediately apologized to Christina, but Christina wasn't moved because Star had used Michael. Michael warned his sister to back off, but Christina refused. Christina explained that a lot of people wanted to get back at Sonny for the things that Sonny had done, but whoever was next in line would have to wait because it was Christina's turn. Star realized that Christina and Sonny weren't getting along, so Christina clarified that that was an understatement. However, Christina intended to use a camera instead of a gun. Trey smiled with satisfaction. Star sensed that she was missing something, so Trey told Star about Mob Princess. Star was surprised that Sonny had agreed to do the reality show, so Christina bragged that Christina had forced Sonny to participate. Trey suggested that they shelve their discussion until the camera crew arrived. Michael accused Trey of setting them up, but Christina had no idea what her brother was talking about. Michael doubted that it was a coincidence that Trey had been looking for an apartment at the same time that Star had been. Christina argued that Trey had needed a place to live. Michael insisted that there had been plenty of other places that Trey could have looked for an apartment, where Trey wouldn't have to run into the person who had tried to kill Sonny. Christina like wondered- Kelly's. Right, exactly. Christina wondered if Michael were suggesting that Trey wanted Star to be a part of the show. Michael was certain of it, so Christina asked Trey if it was true. Star revealed that Trey had answered the ad before Star had, so Trey hadn't followed Star to the apartment. Michael insisted that Trey knew exactly who Star was, so Trey had been waiting for an opportunity to incorporate Star into the reality show. Trey explained that the beauty of reality shows was that they wrote themselves. Michael wanted Trey to admit that Trey had been playing Christina, but Trey claimed that he had no idea what Michael was talking about. Michael accused Trey of exploiting Christina's hurt and pain so that Trey could manipulate her to do the reality show. Christina decided to talk to Trey privately in the hallway. Once they were alone, Christina warned Trey that it was a mistake to involve Star because Star was unstable. Trey defended Star by reminding Christina that grief could make people do things that they normally wouldn't. Trey believed Star's apology and reminded Christina that he was a big boy who could handle himself. Meanwhile, in the apartment, Michael accused Trey of being a tool who intended to use the Corinthos family to make a name for himself. Michael was afraid that Trey would find out that Kate had shot out Anthony's tires, but Star clarified that Connie had been responsible for the crash. Michael and Star were startled when they realized that Trey was standing in the doorway. Michael and Christina talked about Johnny's plan to have Star perform at the club once reopened. Christina complained that Star was late, but Michael retorted that Christina was jealous because Star was living with Trey. Christina justified her concern, saying that she was just looking out for her big brother. Michael and Christina continued to argue about the Mob Princess reality show, Michael warned that Trey would do whatever it took to get big ratings, whether or not it ruined Christina's life. 
Michael called Star but got her voicemail. Christina decided to have a drink. Let's see what Lulu and Johnny have behind the bar, she suggested. Michael ushered her away from the bar and said Alexis and Sonny would both be angry to learn had let Christina raid the bar. They decided to go to Star and Trey's apartment. So I cut out where they left the apartment, went to the haunted star, and then went back to the apartment. Because so much of that conversation was actually happening in the apartment, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. You're good. So then the week of June 25th at the courthouse, Sonny was furious when Christina, followed by Trey and the camera crew, suddenly appeared. Christina assumed that Sonny, Alexis, and Kate were at court because Sonny was in trouble. So Christina snidely asked her mother what the going rate for representing a mobster was. How about the roof over your head and everything that you have grown up having? You're right. Exactly. Kate tried to explain that Christina had the wrong idea, but Christina continued to berate Alexis. Sonny was furious, so he insisted that Christina address her mother with respect. Christina demanded to know how two smart women, like Alexis and Kate, could defend a man who had caused them so much pain. How do you qualify yourself to make that judgment when you have no idea what's going on? Kate asked Christina. Gosh, I miss her. Mm-hmm. Christina accused Sonny of hurting everyone he professed to care about, especially his children. Trey stepped forward to remind Sonny and Alexis that they had agreed to allow the cameras full access into their lives. Kate, <clears throat> Kate focused on Christina as she explained that they were there because Kate had shot out Anthony's tires. Alexis quickly clarified that Kate intended to plead not guilty. Trey reminded everyone that the cameras had recorded Kate's confession. Alexis accused Trey of being a sleazemonger, while Sonny pointed out that Kate had never signed a release form. Don't the judges also have to say, yeah, you can have these cameras here? I would think so. Trey quickly produced a release form, which he handed to Kate. Meanwhile, Christina realized that Kate had been responsible for the deaths of Hope and Cole. Kate explained that she had suffered from dissociative identity disorder and that her alter had shot out Anthony's tires. God, this keeps getting better and better, Trey said, as the cameras continued to roll. Sunny glared at Trey while te- Kate tearfully explained that her alter, Connie, wanted to hurt Sunny. Kate realized that it was too difficult to understand, but Alexis suggested that Christina probably understood the desire to hurt Sunny better than most. Moments later, Alexis led Kate and Sunny into the courtroom. Trey was frustrated when Sunny blocked Trey from following them. Christina asked Trey to leave it alone. He insisted that he intended to spin Kate's story into a positive light, Mm -mm. but he was (laughs) curious about why Christina seemed to constantly sabotage things. He thought that she shared his vision. Christina claimed that she had no idea what Trey was talking about. Trey reminded her that she had objected to the cameras accompanying her to the hospital to visit Sam, and Christina had barred the cameras from the funeral. Christina argued that Sam had been in pain, and Trey insisted that they had agreed to full access. Trey pointed out that Kate was a celebrity, so he had the right to document Kate's legal troubles. Christina argued that Kate was also family, so she wanted Trey to respect Kate's privacy. Trey was curious if Christina had considered how Star's family might feel. In the courtroom, Sunny grumbled about the camera crew. Alexis reminded him that their daughter would walk out of their lives if they didn't agree to Christina's terms. Sunny doubted that Christina would last long on her own, but Alexis didn't want to risk it. Sunny demanded that Alexis deal with Christina because Sunny couldn't stand Trey. Alexis despised Trey too. Sunny then turned his attention to Kate. He wanted Kate to tell him if Trey gave Kate any trouble. Michael confided that Christina suspected that Trey liked to aggravate Star because it was Trey's way of flirting with Star. Star realized that Christina was interested in Trey. 
Michael quickly clarified that Christina wanted to keep things professional with Trey, but Michael feared that Trey would take advantage of Christina's feelings when Christina realized that her reality show was hurting her family. Star hoped for Christina's sake that Christina didn't have strong feelings for Trey because Trey was a jerk. Michael seemed pleased with Star's assessment of Trey because Michael was afraid that Trey would try to exploit Star's tragedy. Star assured Michael that she wasn't interested in being on a reality show. Moments later, Christina, Trey, and the camera crew arrived. Michael immediately ordered them to leave, but Christina explained that she had just been at the courthouse. Trey insisted that Michael needed to hear what Kate had been saying. Johnny overheard Trey's remarks, so Johnny demanded to know what was going on. At the Haunted Star, Michael told Star she was beautiful when she sang. Christina, Trey, and his crew arrived with news of Kate's testimony on the stand. Johnny walked in and asked for details. Trey explained that Kate had said she knew who was responsible for the death of Cole and Hope. Johnny replied that Kate shouldn't be taken at her words since she was not of sound mind. While the cameras rolled, Christina revealed that Kate had confessed to the deed. Actually, Christina clarified Connie had shot out Anthony's tires. Trey wondered why Star didn't want justice for the death of her daughter and boyfriend. Star responded that sending a mentally ill woman to prison was not just. Star and Michael left for the courthouse. Johnny became uneasy as Trey badgered Star and Michael. Christina took note and told Johnny, you look like you just dodged a bullet. He admitted he was relieved because once Sonny had been acquitted, Johnny had become the prime suspect. He asked Christina how she liked the renovations, and she replied she liked the new look. She could get him some publicity by featuring the club on her series. Johnny implied that maybe Christina appreciated Trey for more than his production skills. Johnny poised that Trey was sensationally exploiting her anger towards Sonny, and Christina defended her involvement in the television project. Johnny said it was unfair to Alexis, but Christina accused her mother of hypocrisy. Trey put a camera in their faces and urged them to continue their conversation. Trey suggested that Kate might have had something to do with Anthony's disappearance. Johnny agreed to make an on-camera statement. He admitted that he had been born into the mob, but that he had rejected that life. He was managing Star's singing career and that the love of another woman was helping him to move on. Trey interjected that Johnny was painting a picture that was rosier than his reality. Star and Michael returned and reported that Star had made a plea for leniency for Kate. Michael thought Cole and Hope would have been proud of Star. In the week of July 2nd, on the Haunted Star, Christina tried to convince Trey to hang out and decompress. Trey said he wanted to focus on work and wondered why Christina wanted to hang out. Christina said that Trey did not talk very much about himself and she wanted to know more. A phone call interrupted their talk and Trey took the call. It was Trey's father who asked after the show. Trey said that it was tougher than he thought and he was having some trouble with supporting cast. Trey said that he did not want his father to be disappointed in him. Trey's father said that he could never be disappointed because he loved Trey and that he, that was why he was bankrolling Trey's project. A bell sounded at Trey's father's shop. It was a customer walking through the door. So Trey's father said that he had to go back to work. Once off the phone, Trey told Christina that his dad was his biggest fan. When Christina mentioned Trey's mother, Trey barked that he did not have a mother and Christina apologized for prying and Trey apologized for snapping. Trey told Christina that his mom had dumped both his dad and himself and had taken off when Trey was an infant. He said that his mom had not wanted his dad and did not want him. Christina said that maybe his mom did miss him, but had realized it too late. 
When Trey asked why, Christina said that Trey would be hard not to miss and kissed him. Aw. Trey pulled away and said kissing was <laughs> not a good idea. Trey said that uh, set side romance was a distraction that could sink the show. Trey said that he and his that his dad had gone on a financial limb for him, and Trey did not want to fail his dad. Christina said the show was important to her. Also, Trey was glad to know that they were on the same page. Christina asked if the show was the only reason that Trey had stopped kissing her, or if he would rather be kissing Star Manning instead. Oh. Trey said that getting involved with a roommate would cause even more complications than getting involved with a coworker. Mm-hmm. Christina seemed mollified, but still wanted to know what might have happened if they were both successful and met elsewhere. Christina asked if Trey would have noticed. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Trey said he would have fought his way through a horde of admirers to get to know her. Christina chortled, good answer, as she sailed off the haunted star. Oh, my. (laughs) On the lake house's porch, Sam was reading the sun when she sensed that someone was standing behind her. She glared when she realized that it was a cameraman. Sam threatened to break the camera over the man's head if he didn't stop filming her. Moments later, Christina walked out. Christina tactfully suggested that the cameraman shoot something else, so the cameraman decided to change the battery on his camera. Christina apologized to her sister as the man walked away, and Sam explained that she was going to work, so it was fine. Christina was surprised that Sam wasn't spending the 4th of July with Jason. Sam insisted that the holiday was the perfect time to get some work done, so Christina wondered if Sam would ever be able to get past what Jason had done. You still love him, right? Christina asked. Sam appreciated that Christina was concerned, but Sam didn't want to discuss it. Christina wished that she could wave a magic wand to make all of Sam's problems go away. Sam smiled, hugged her sister, and then left. After Sam left, Christina called Trey to invite him over to the lake house. Trey promised to be there after he picked up some breakfast. Later, TJ arrived at the lake house. Molly invited him in and then kissed him. Oh my God, looks like Molly's got a boyfriend, Christina loudly said as she and the cameraman entered the living room. Molly and TJ immediately jumped apart. Molly begged Christina to stop taping because Molly didn't want Alexis to find out about TJ. Oh, cute. Like when they were first starting. Christina told the cameraman to stop filming. The cameraman grumbled that Trey wouldn't like it, but Christina stood firm. Christina then demanded to know why Alexis would object to Molly's boyfriend. Molly and TJ filled Christina in on what had happened at the party when Molly had accidentally gotten drunk. 
TJ assured Christina that he would never put Molly in a dangerous situation like that again. And Christina agreed to erase the footage of Molly and TJ. This would have been after later, Alexis told them to stop dating. Yes. Yes. And they're so being later sneaky. Mm-hmm. Later, TJ admitted that Christina was cool. He right. hoped that Christina would let him be a part of the show. Molly was horrified because it meant that Sean and Alexis might find out about Molly and TJ that they had been sneaking around behind Sean and Alexis's backs. TJ agreed that Molly had a point and Molly smiled and suggested that they change into their swimsuits and go swimming. Right there, TJ said, Christina's cool. Not that he's always had a problem with her. Not that she's such a pain. None of it. Nope, 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 nope. He liked her and wanted to be on our show. At Kelly's, Trey called his father while he waited for his breakfast order. The call went to voicemail, so Trey disconnected the call, grabbed the bag and coffee, and then turned to leave. Trey nearly collided with Kate. He apologized and then seized the opportunity to ask her to sign a release form so that she could be part of the show. Kate made it clear that she wasn't interested, but Trey reminded her that she had given him a different impression at the courthouse. Kate clarified that her attorney had advised Kate against being part of Trey's show, so Kate decided to follow her attorney's advice. Trey broached the subject of Sunny. Kate's temper flared as she insisted that he didn't know the first thing about Sunny. Trey offered Kate the opportunity to tell him all about Sunny with a camera crew present. Kate refused to be a part of Trey's reality show, but she decided to offer him some advice. She revealed that she had been in the fashion industry since she had graduated from college. She also had been the editor of two A-list publications. Kate knew the difference between a visionary and a cheap hustle. Kate warned Trey that slick packaging couldn't hide what was underneath. Kate was certain that Trey had seen the resentment between Christina and Sonny, so he had decided to exploit it. Trey insisted that he simply wanted to document the truth, but Kate argued that the truth was that Sunny loved Christina. However, she doubted that would garner ratings, so Trey needed to fuel the discord between Christina and Sunny to provoke a confrontation. Kate accused Trey of using Christina's trust for profit, so Trey was a despicable person in Kate's eyes. Trey promised not to bother Kate again about being on the show, but he thought that she was pretty judgmental for someone who had killed two innocent people while trying to murder an old man. Kate was clearly rattled by what Trey had said. After Trey left, Sean approached Kate. He admitted that he had overheard what Trey had said and then advised her not to pay attention to Trey because Trey was a jerk. A short time later, Trey arrived at the lake house. A cameraman complained that Christina had ordered him to erase the footage of Molly. Christina defended her decision, so Trey reminded the cameraman that Christina was the star of the show, not Molly. Trey suggested that Christina call Sonny because Sonny had promised to give him a tour of the warehouse. On the porch of the lake house, Christina tried to get Trey to take a day off from taping so they could spend some time together. Trey insisted that they needed to get to Sonny's warehouse, but Christina thought that the camera crew would appreciate having a day off to relax. Trey stood firm, so Christina was curious why Trey was so interested in Sonny's warehouse. Trey explained that he was certain that Sonny was doing more than running coffee through the warehouse, but Christina doubted that Sonny would be careless enough to have anything incriminating lying around, knowing that the camera crew would be there. Trey explained that was the reason they needed to make a surprise visit. Christina reassured Trey that the warehouse wasn't going anywhere, and then she shifted gears by trying to wrap her arms around Trey's neck. Trey peeled Christina off him as he asked if she had forgotten the goal of the project. He insisted that they keep their relationship professional, 
but Christina wondered why he was trying to ignore her, ignore how he felt when he had kissed her. Christina reminded him that they were consenting adults and Trey refused to be swayed. He threatened to use the footage of Molly and TJ if Christina refused to go to Sunny's warehouse. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Christina became distracted by Alexis's arrival. Alexis explained that she wanted to spend the day with her daughters. So she suggested that they go on a picnic and watch the fireworks. Christina claimed that she had plans to go to Sunny's warehouse. So Alexis decided to fetch Molly. After Alexis entered the house, Christina made it clear that she resented Trey threatening to use the footage of Molly if Christina didn't cooperate. Christina wanted it erased before they went to the warehouse. Christina groaned when suddenly, when she suddenly recalled that TJ was inside. In Molly's bedroom, Molly invited TJ to change into his swimsuit while she fetched some snacks. TJ kissed Molly and then admitted that he had missed her. TJ had hoped that they could spend more time together during the summer, but Shauna kept TJ busy with extra shifts in an effort to keep TJ out of trouble. Molly suggested that it was for the best that TJ wouldn't appear on Christina's show because Sean would realize that they had been sneaking around behind Sean and Alexis's back. And I think Sean and Alexis were dating at this time. Yes. TJ hoped that Christina didn't say anything to Alexis, but Molly assured him that they had nothing to worry about again, because they don't hate each other. And because Christina was too bad at being mad at Alexis, Christina argued that what Alexis and Sonny had done to Christina had been worse and that Alexis should accept that Christina and Molly were no longer children. Alexis's temper flared when Christina apologized for not warning Molly. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Alexis walked in on them as like TJ was like pulling on his shorts or something. Molly quickly clarified that TJ had been changing into his swimsuit, but Christina wasn't surprised that Alexis had assumed the worst. Alexis explained that she would treat Christina like an adult when Christina dropped her childish vendetta. Alexis claimed that the show was hurting the family, but Christina argued that Alexis's lies had hurt the family. After a tense moment of deafening silence, Alexis ordered TJ to go home. TJ admitted that he didn't have a ride home and Alexis did not care. <laughs> Christina offered to drop TJ off. So she suggested that Molly say goodbye because there was no telling when the warden would let Molly see TJ again. See you soon. Molly told TJ Alexis assured Molly that would not happen. After everyone walked out, Alexis warned Molly that they weren't through talking on the porch. Christina asked TJ to wait in the car so she could have a private word with Trey. Christina didn't think that it was a good idea for them to go to the warehouse, but Trey insisted that they go. Man, he wants to see the inside of that warehouse. It's the week of July 9th. On Friday the 13th, Christina and Michael argued about Trey. Michael had started dating Star, and Christina was jealous because she wanted more from Trey. Christina explained that Trey didn't want to get involved until after the show wrapped, in part because Trey didn't want to disappoint his father by tanking the show. However, she was worried that it was just an excuse. Michael conceded that it sounded like Trey was trying to be responsible, but Michael admitted that he didn't trust Trey, so Christina might have dodged a bullet. Later, Trey announced that he had to meet Christina because they were scheduled to go to Sunny's warehouse. Trey was certain that his father would want him to focus on the show. At the warehouse, Sonny thought about his confrontation with Joe when he had aimed a gun at Joe while Joe had been tied to a chair. He was startled out of, a dark, out of his dark thoughts when Kate arrived. Moments later, Christina called out to her father as she arrived with the film crew. Sonny started to introduce Trey, but Kate admitted that she had met the young man at Kelly's when Trey had reminded her that she had killed Star's family. Sonny angrily demanded to know what was wrong with Trey. Christina tried to defuse the tension by assuring Sonny that she had set Trey straight about Kate. 
Trey conceded that it had been less than tactful to mention Kate's legal troubles. Sonny wanted the cameras gone, but Kate pulled Sonny aside to assure him that she was fine. Kate didn't want to make things difficult between Sonny and Christina, but Sonny feared that he would end up breaking Trey's face one day. Kate warned Sonny that was Kate warned Sonny that was harder. The harder he was on Trey, the more appealing Trey would be to Christina. Sonny was disappointed when Kate decided to leave so that she could have some time alone to think. Meanwhile, Christina wanted to know what had transpired between Trey and Kate at Kelly's. Trey filled her in and then remarked that he resented a child killer judging him. Christina was taken aback, so she urged him to take it easy on Kate because Kate had been through enough. Moments later, Sonny walked up. Sonny made it clear that he was tolerating Trey and the project for Christina's sake, but he warned Trey not to disrespect anyone that Sonny cared for, including Kate, or Sonny would be done with the show. Trey explained that he was only there to record the family dynamics, but Sonny clarified that Trey was there because Kate was more gracious than Sonny. Christina decided to pull her father aside while Trey and the camera crew set up. Christina wanted to know how Kate was doing, so Sonny wondered why Christina couldn't see Trey for who Trey really was. Christina likened Trey to Sonny, but Sonny vehemently disagreed that they were anything alike. Christina lashed out by praising Trey as an honest man and accusing Sonny of being nothing more than a front. Oh my gosh, I don't know how he didn't smack her. (laughs) The week of July 16th at the coffee warehouse, Sonny told Christina that her reality show was stupid and that he wanted to quit. Christina said that Sonny had promised a tour of the warehouse, and that was what she wanted. After more arguing, Sonny eventually agreed to proceed. Trey, meanwhile, found a St. Christopher medal on the warehouse floor that he recognized as belonging to his dad, Joe Jr., who, unknown to Trey, was in jail in Atlantic City. Joe Jr. successfully bribed a guard and was allowed to use a cell phone. Sonny started the warehouse tour, but as Trey was poised to ask Sonny questions about the medal he had just found, Trey's phone rang. He recognized his dad's number and hurriedly excused him to himself to take the call. Trey was relieved to find out that Joe Jr. was physically unharmed, but curious as to how the metal had appeared in Sonny's warehouse. When Trey said that he had been about to confront Sonny, Joe Jr. told Trey to keep quiet and not let anyone know that they were father and son. Trey was distracted when he rejoined Christina and Sonny. After assuring Christina that his father was all right, Trey said that he had papers due at midnight and that they would have to reschedule the warehouse tour. After telling Christina that he would call, Trey and his cameraman left the warehouse. Sonny told Christina that Trey had appeared at the warehouse and threatened Sonny like he was doing something illegal and then rushed out with explaining why he had gone in such a hurry. Sonny insisted that Trey was hiding something. Christina accused Sonny of projecting. Christina said that unlike Sonny, Trey was not hiding anything. Christina insisted that the mob princess was as much her idea as Trey's and that he was not using her against her will. Sonny tried another attack and suggested that Christina might revive her interest in fashion and get a job with Kate. Christina said that she wanted to be a reality star. Sunny asked if Christina was truly interested in being a reality star or if she was just interested in Trey. Christina hedged. Sunny said that Trey was not good enough for Christina. Sunny said that no one knew Trey's agenda, background, if he needed money, or if he was trustworthy. Christina said that she knew all she needed to know about him, who, unlike Sunny, he had always been straight with her. <laughs> But if you don't know all those answers, how do you know that? Right. Trey went to see his dad in the Atlantic City Jail. As soon as Trey saw his father, he wanted to know what had happened. Joe Jr. immediately spun a story that made it appear that he was an innocent victim who had been framed by a much more cunning criminal. 
Joe Jr. said that Trey's real name was Joseph Mitchell Scully III instead of Joseph Mitchell III. Okay. Joe Jr. said that his father, Joe Sr. <laughs> Where did we get Trey out of that? But okay. I don't know. Uh, Joe Jr. said that his father, Joe Sr., had been a notorious criminal and he had not wanted Trey to know or be part of the mob life. Joe Jr. said that he had opted out of the criminal life years, many years before, which is why he had started over in New Orleans. Joe Jr. told Trey that Sonny, who had worked for Joe Sr., was the real killer who was using his powerful influence to frame Joe Jr. for crimes that Sonny had committed. Joe Jr. said that Sonny was also responsible for the death of Joe Sr., and that was how Sonny had become so powerful. Joe Jr. said that Sonny had sent a goon to New Orleans to force Joe Jr. back to Port Charles. Joe Jr. Why don't they just call him JJ? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> said that the only reason that he was alive was because the police had intervened and taken him into custody. JJ said that he was safer in jail than on the street. Trey asked Joe Jr. why why he had not told him all the facts when Trey was pitching the mob princess reality show. Joe Jr. pointed out that he had tried, but Trey had had his heart set on the show. He said that he had kept the facts from Trey because he did not want him to suffer because of the mob life. Joe Jr. told Trey that Sonny hated Joe Jr. Joe Jr. told Trey that Sonny hated him and would have done anything to get revenge, including hurting Trey. Joe was, was adamant when he told Trey to never let Sonny know his true identity. Back at the warehouse, Christina told Sonny to leave Trey alone because he was the only one she could trust to be honest with her. When Kate arrived a few minutes later, Sonny hugged her. Then Christina told Kate that she was no longer interested in fashion business because she had other plans. Christina left the warehouse. Kate told a protective Sonny that he had been that she had been to see Joe Jr. In the Atlantic City jail, Joe warned Trey that Sonny was a vindictive son of a beep who wouldn't hesitate to go after someone that Joe cared about. So it was imperative that no one learn that Trey was Joe's son. Joe assured Trey that Sonny would have killed Joe if the cops hadn't arrived at the warehouse to arrest Joe. However, he was determined to get out of jail and make certain that Sonny would no longer be a threat to him or Trey. Trey was curious why Sonny hated Joe. So Joe claimed that Sonny had always been jealous of him and coveted everything he had, even the things that Joe hadn't wanted. Trey realized that Joe had been referring to Joe Sr., and he explained that Sonny's old man hadn't had anything, so Sonny's father hadn't given Sonny much. However, Joe Sr. had been a major player, so Sonny had his sights on getting into the business and pushing Joe Jr. out of Joe Sr.'s life. Trey realized that his grandfather had been a gangster. It took him that long. I mean, how many times have he said it already? <laughs> Joe insisted that he had to... He had tried to shield Trey from the truth, but it was important for Trey to understand how dangerous Sonny could be. Joe was certain that Sonny would torture Joe by hurting Trey if Sonny got wind of who he was. Trey decided to drop the reality show so that he could avoid Sonny, but Joe warned his son that would be a bad idea because it would raise suspicions. Joe insisted that Trey continue to move forward with the show because it would ultimately provide them with the means to take down Sonny and blindside him in the process. On Thursday, July 19th, was the Haunted Stars nightclub, like their opening night. Christina and Trey, with the cameraman in tow, were the first to arrive. Lulu was surprised when Christina told her about the reality show. Lulu agreed to let Christina's cameraman shoot footage inside the nightclub to help promote the Haunted Star. Wow. So the week of July 30th, Trey visited Joe Jr. in jail while he awaited trial. Joe Jr. claimed that Sonny had been jealous of him and had first stolen Joe Sr.'s love and then his business. Trey said that he knew that Sonny had been after Joe Jr.'s girl, 
but thought his dad did not want any part of the mob business. Joe Jr. said that the girl had only been part of it. He said that Sonny had been jealous of everything that Joe Jr. possessed and had decided to take it. Trey again said that he thought that Joe Jr. had not wanted any part of the business. Joe Jr. said that he loved his dad despite the business and that if not for Sonny, he would have been very much closer to Joe Sr. Joe Jr. told Trey that a son wanted his father's love so badly that he would turn a blind eye to his failings, even his crimes. Trey said that Joe Jr. was smart to walk away and let Sonny be the surrogate son rather than be part of the mob. Joe Jr. said that the point was that Sonny had walked away with an empire worth millions. Trey said it was dirty money, but Joe Jr. was quick to point out that dirty or not, the money belonged to Joe Jr. and Trey. Joe Jr. said that he had planned to use the money for good things so that he could make up for his father's actions. Joe Jr. blamed Sonny for denying him his rights. Trey said that he did not care about the money. All he wanted was for his dad to go free. Joe Jr. said that he appreciated Trey's sentiments, but fathers were supposed to leave a legacy for their children. He told Trey that when they got what was theirs, Trey would never have to labor on a reality show again. Trey said that he liked the show. Joe Jr. said that when they got the money, Trey would be able to realize his dream of being a world-class director. Trey said that they could use the reality show to infiltrate Sonny's home and business and perhaps dig up some dirt. Joe Jr. said that spying on someone as lethal as Sonny was too dangerous and there was no way that he was going to let his son do that. Joe Jr. told Trey that he had another plan, but it required Trey's help. Joe Jr. said they could not go after Sonny openly. Joe Jr. told Trey that his plan involved the mob princess, the actual princess, not the show. Joe Jr. quipped that if they wanted to take down the king, Trey would have to marry the princess. Meanwhile, Sam and Christina had been talking about Christina's feelings for Trey and his desire to keep the relationship professional. Sam said that the easy solution was to quit Mob Princess, but Christina said that the show was important to both her and Trey. In the Atlantic City jail, Joe insisted that the only way to take down Sonny was for Trey to marry Christina. Joe realized that it was a radical move, but Sonny and Sonny's family were living high off Joe Sr.'s empire, which had been intended for Joe and Trey. Joe claimed that Trey couldn't take back what was rightfully theirs unless Trey married Christina. Trey wasn't interested in the money, so Joe warned Trey that Joe's impending trial would financially wipe out Joe. However, Joe assured his son that it wasn't just about the money. Joe wanted payback for Sonny killing Joe Sr. and framing Joe Jr. for murder. Joe claimed that the time that Joe had spent rotting in jail had robbed Joe and Trey of precious time together. Joe wanted Sonny to answer for all of Sonny's wrong things. For all of Sonny's wrongs. Trey agreed to help Joe, but Trey was reluctant to use Christina. Joe explained that Sonny wouldn't hesitate to kill Joe and Trey if they were to go after Sonny directly. Joe was certain that Christina was the key to getting to Sonny. Trey admitted that he had pushed Christina away, so he suspected that Christina would question if Trey were to suddenly propose marriage. 
Joe's temper flared as he warned Trey that they had to stop Sonny or else Joe would end up being railroaded and sent to prison for a long time. Joe apologized for the harsh way that he had spoken to his son. Joe then shifted gears by asking if Trey still had the St. Columbus medal. Trey nodded, so Joe admitted that people had thought that Joe was crazy for raising a child on his own. According to Joe, some had even suggested that Joe give Trey up for adoption after Trey's B-word mother had left them, but Joe had refused to abandon his son. Trey smiled when Joe confessed that Joe was proud of Trey. Joe believed that he had given his son the best of himself, so Joe only wanted one thing in return. Joe asked that Trey return to Port Charles to reclaim their birthright. Pretty sure as a parent, you know, ask for something in return for raising your kids well, but okay. Christina entered the warehouse looking for Trey. Sonny was surprised that Christina didn't know where Trey was because Sonny had thought that Trey and Christina had been joined at the hip. Not lately, Christina admitted. Sonny sensed that something was troubling Christina, so Christina claimed that she was worried that Sam and Jason wouldn't find their way back to each other. Sonny assured his daughter that he would help Sam and Jason if he could, but things weren't that simple. Christina reminded Sonny that Sonny and Kate had managed to work through their problems. Sonny explained that it had been a difficult journey. Sonny appreciated that Sam was hurting and using the anger to hide from the pain. Sonny had been there before, as had Christina when Kiefer had abused Christina. Christina wished that she could make Sam understand that being angry didn't fix things. But Sonny suggested that Sam needed to work that out for herself. Sonny tried to take advantage of his daughter's willingness to talk, but Christina balked. Christina decided to leave, so Sonny wondered if it were truly that difficult for her to be alone with him. Sonny had thought that they had started to connect, but Christina explained that she had only been there to look for Trey. Sonny assured Christina that he was still her dad and that he missed her. Sonny wanted to spend time with Christina. Christina immediately became defensive when Sonny mentioned the show. Sonny and Christina briefly argued about Trey's intentions towards Christina until Christina admitted that a part of her wondered if perhaps Sonny was right when he suggested that Trey only cared about Mob Princess. Christina confided that she and Trey had seemed to hit it off when they had first met, but Trey had kept her at arm's length since filming for Mob Princess. Sonny was curious what Christina intended to do about the distance between her and Trey. Christina was tempted to quit the show, but she feared the show was the only thing that kept her and Trey together. Sonny wondered if Christina really wanted to be with Trey, if all that Trey cared about was the show. Sonny was afraid that Christina was doing the show for the wrong reason, and Christina had thought that she knew what she wanted, but she was no longer sure. Moments later, Trey entered the warehouse looking for Christina. Christina wondered where the film crew was. Trey revealed that the show might not be a good idea, so they should rethink proceeding with Mob Princess. In the apartment, Trey recalled his conversation with his father when Joe had outlined his plan for Trey to marry Christina to get to Sunny. Trey returned to the present when he heard a knock on the door. It was Christina. She wanted to know if Mob Princess was really over. Trey invited Christina into the apartment because he thought she deserved an explanation. She reminded him that she had disrupted her family's lives for the show. Trey admitted that he had decided to pull the plug on the show because his father landed in some trouble. Trey assured Christina that everything was okay, but it made him realize how easily their fathers could be ripped out of their lives. Trey regretted that he had encouraged Christina to argue with Sonny for the sake of Mob Princess. Christina realized that Trey was serious about pulling out of the show, so there was no reason for Trey to remain in town. What if there is a reason for me to stay, Trey asked. 
<laughs> Christina couldn't imagine why Trey would want to remain in Port Charles. You, he told her. Really? <laughs> Trey confessed that he liked Christina because she was smart, funny, and didn't hesitate to call people out on their stuff. He claimed that he hadn't stopped thinking about her since their kiss. Christina was stunned when Trey admitted that he wanted to pursue a relationship with her. Trey was about to kiss her, but Christina pulled back because she needed a moment to take it all in. Trey realized that there were plenty of guys lined up to go out with her. Christina assured him that he was the only man she was interested in. Trey smiled and kissed her. At Trey's apartment, Trey Chris kissed Christina and then assured her that he had genuine feelings for her. He then suggested that they go to the bedroom right after their second kiss, and Christina pulled back. <laughs> She explained that she needed to tell him something, and he was stunned when Christina admitted that her previous boyfriend had been abusive. They go on about, and she tells him about Kiefer. Trey assured Christina that she could be at peace, that she could set the pace. Trey assured Christina that she could set the pace after she confessed that she needed time to learn to trust him. Christina relaxed because it said a lot about the kind of person Trey was. Christina wondered what Trey's father would say. Trey was startled by the question, so Christina reminded him that his father had invested a lot of money into Ma Princess. She feared that Trey's father would not be pleased about Trey's decision to cease production. Trey assured Christina that his father could write it off. However, Trey was confident that his father would be delighted that Trey had a chance to date someone like Christina, and she was flattered. Christina kissed Trey and then left. Afterwards, Joe called. Trey admitted that he was uncomfortable using Christina to get to Sunny because Christina was a really nice person who didn't deserve to be like, like, used like that. Joe pressured Trey to stick with the plan, so Trey promised to marry Christina. Outside of Kelly's, Alexis warmly greeted Sam, so they sat down at one of the outside tables to chat. Sam mentioned that the production on Mob Princess had been shut down. Alexis was delighted because it meant that Trey would be leaving town. Sam warned Alexis not to count on it because Christina had romantic feelings for Trey. Sam revealed that Trey had kept Christina at arm's length because of the show. Alexis realized that Trey had likely stopped production on the show so he could pursue a relationship with Christina. Alexis was curious how Sam knew about Christina and Trey. So Sam confided that Christina had talked to Sam about Trey when she was asking about Sam and Jason's marriage. Oh my. <laughs> the week of August 6th, Trey caught up with Star at the Haunted Star. <laughs> he had locked himself out of the apartment and wanted to borrow her key. When Trey did not tease her about eating his cereal or make a smart comment, Star wondered what was wrong with him. Trey said that he had given up Mob Princess because he wanted to have a relationship with Christina. He told Star that in order for the show to be successful, Sunny would have to be portrayed as a villain, and Trey realized that Christina would be hurt if that happened. Star did not buy Trey's explanation. She wanted to know what was really going on and told Trey that he could trust her. Trey came clean and told Star that his father was in jail, framed for a crime he had not committed. Trey said that he was having doubts about his father's innocence. Star said that she understood perfectly. She said that Todd had been in jail on more than one occasion. Star added that she also believed her father when he claimed to be innocent. Star said the last time Todd had been in jail, he had sworn to Star that he was innocent and she had agreed to break him out of custody. But she later found out that Todd had been guilty the whole time. Trey said that his father was not asking him to break the law. He said his dad was asking him to step up in other ways. Trey silently recalled the conversation with his father where Joe Jr. had asked Trey to get close to Christina and marry her. Star tried to find out what Trey's father wanted him to do, but Trey said that he had already told her too much. 
Trey asked Star to keep their conversation private. He worried that if Michael knew, Michael would feel compelled to tell Christina, and Trey did not want Christina to know about his father. Trey told Star that his dad was his only family. Trey added that his dad was a single parent who had made sacrifices to raise Trey. Trey said that he did not want to let his dad down. Christina and Alexis enjoyed iced tea and a warm day on the deck of the lake house. Alexis was thrilled to hear that Mob Princess had been abandoned. She was not so thrilled to hear that Trey was staying in Port Charles, most likely to get to know Christina better. Alexis was surprised to learn that an ambitious guy like Trey was canceling the show. Christina jumped to the conclusion that Alexis thought that Christina was a loser who could not get a guy and that Christina was stupid to believe in Trey. Christina said that if Alexis did not trust her, she didn't know how she could trust herself. Alexis said that she had been the real reason that she had tried to get Christina out of town and she had asked Sunny to intercede to get Christina into Yale. Alexis said that she was deeply sorry for her actions. Christina said that it was good to hear an apology, but that Alexis could not protect Christina from her own life. Christina said that Trey was a good guy and not an abuser like Kiefer or inappropriate like Ethan. Alexis promised not to question Trey's motives. She asked Christina what she wanted. Sunny told Dante that Ma Princess had been canceled. Dante kidded Sunny that Sunny's chance at fame was gone. They both laughed and Sunny said that Trey had tanked the show for Christina. Sunny said that Trey was a cheap hustler with an agenda who was always working an angle. At the Haunted Star, Star assured Trey that his secret was safe with her. Johnny overheard Star's remark as he walked in, so Sunny wanted to know what they had been talking about. Star and Trey refused to tell Johnny. Trey clarified that he cared about Christina and considered her a friend. Johnny argued that friends don't take advantage of their friends by exploiting them on reality shows. Trey revealed that he had shut down production of Mob Princess and Star was confident that Trey had good intentions. A little while later, Milo hauled Trey into Valentina's gym. Trey's hands had been bound behind his back and a bag had been draped over his head. Milo pulled the bag off and untied Trey's hands as Trey angrily demanded to know why he had been dragged there. Sonny, who patiently sat in a boxing ring as a trainer taped Sonny's hands, explained that the gym catered to serious fighters, so Trey was there to spar with Sonny. Sonny believed that it was the best way to gauge a man's measure. Trey resented being rousted out of bed and taken somewhere against his will with a bag over his head. Sonny asked Milo why Milo had put a bag over Trey's head, and Milo shrugged as he claimed it was a habit. Sonny assured Trey that Trey was free to leave if Trey wasn't interested in proving that Trey wasn't out to use Christina. Trey didn't see how boxing would prove that, but he accepted the challenge. After Sonny and Trey were fitted with gloves, they hit the ring. Trey pointed out that he had stopped production of Mob Princess, which should have been sufficient proof that he didn't want to exploit Christina. Sonny argued that Trey might have an ulterior motive. Trey and Sonny continued to spar as they traded words in an attempt to goad each other. Trey was stunned when Sonny mentioned running a background check on Trey. Sonny managed to land a blow to Trey's chin, knocking Trey off his feet. Trey quickly recovered and resumed sparring. Trey insisted that he was serious about Christina and wanted to marry her. Trey smugly invited Yes, Trey smugly invited Sonny to raise objection. Sonny's temper flared, so he knocked Trey out. A short time later, Christina arrived. She was horrified when she saw Trey's bruised face. Christina relaxed when Sonny and Trey assured her that everything was fine. 
Sonny offered to call Alexis so the four of them could have brunch. And Trey agreed, but then tensed when Sonny suggested that Trey's parents join them. And I thought that was the perfect place to end it because earlier Sonny said something about punching him out or. Yes. And then also that's just kind of like a nice little. Yeah, that I feel like that's really the end of the mall princess because they didn't go back. I don't think no. they didn't keep going, but I feel like no, that's they, kind of. Yeah, they didn't start taping again. That was the end of it. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that is the story of the mob princess. And we talked about it on Sunday during the recap that we couldn't remember if anything substantial had really come out of that storyline that like we're still half today. And I still don't think that there is. No, no, nothing has. So we have a fun story to say. Remember when they did that to Christina? (laughs) Exactly. Let's never do that again. No, (laughs) no, 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 let's not. But I guess join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows and have a good weekend and Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Sorry. Forgot what came next. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. 